Hello, podcast followers. Today's edition of Conversations and Cocktail Stories with Megan and Brad. Cheers. It is all about. Sorry, let me take a sip of this. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to do it, right? <laughs> so today's podcast story is all is called "The Flight from Hell," a story of an airplane ride from Australia to Toronto. Uh, Brad went to school in Australia. He went to Griffith, Griffith University. Um, so that's a whole other story in itself. But his flight home to Toronto is probably one of my favorites. Um, I'm sure it's not for Brad. Nope. But um, it's, it's a good one. If, you've, uh, if, you, <laughs> if you fly often, you might not want to listen to this podcast. Um, if you've never flown, <laughs> you definitely you don't. do not want to hear this podcast. So we'll give you a second or two here to close down your web browser and your laptop because you won't want to hear this. But, but that being said, it's a good laugh. It's so good. So if you can if you can laugh <laughs> at someone's misfortune, I think you're going to appreciate this. And so, the end story is or I guess the moral of the story is you're here right now talking about I'm this. I'm here story. doing a podcast and it's not like it uh, I'm it just happened or anything. It's been a few years now, so uh, <laughs> take it away. Yep. Okay, so let's let's get started here. So I, like uh, Megan said, I went to university uh, in Australia. It was a great experience and everything and whatnot. So the time obviously comes to an end, as most things do, and it's time to head back home to Toronto, Canada. Yay! Um, so starting off, let's see. We get to the airport. Early, early in the morning, I've got everything packed. Now I packed for an entire year. I was there for university, so I've got lots. I've got two check bags. I've got a carry-on and my personal items. So I already have more luggage than most individual people should be traveling with. Um, basically, the story starts. I get to my um, get up to the front desk to check in, and I. Uh, Show them my plane ticket and passport and everything's fine. Put my luggage up on the scale and you are overweight, Mr. Gordon, is what I hear. <laughs> okay, no problem. If you'd like, I, I'm told, you can pay $200 and we will add an extra bag of luggage that you can transfer your items into. I really didn't have a lot of money. Um, it was very expensive going to university there, so I didn't really have a lot of money to spare. So I thought, well, give me a few minutes and let me see what I can lower my weight of my bag. I opened my bag. Of course, now there is a lineup of people looking and glaring over my way as I open up all my luggage and I start trying to lighten the load, if you will. <laughs> so I'm taking things like t-shirts I had bought and tossing them, which is heartbreaking because I'm more of a donation type of person than actual throwing things out. That's just sad in itself, having to throw away clothes. <laughs> Very sad in itself. And these were these were nice clothes. These were nice clothes. You know, I, I don't have an expensive taste by any means, but I can appreciate, uh, you know, any type of clothing, really. So I... Throwing out clothes and t-shirts and pants and shorts and everything. Finally, we get to the weight that I'm allowed to take my, my items onto the plane with. 
I get everything, my bags in there. I've lost probably about 15 pounds worth of clothes. So you figure out what that is in, in t-shirts and shorts and pants. We get to the, I, I get to a terminal, everything's fine, and we start loading. We start boarding the plane. So as I'm boarding the plane, uh, sorry, I'm, can I ask what airline were you flying? Do you remember? You know, I, I don't. I really don't remember what airline it was. And you would think a, such a trip that ended up being a, a traumatic, non-traumatic trip as itself. It really. I really don't remember that. It's a, that's a good question. I should Maybe probably look into it. Maybe you just blocked it from your memory. I might have blocked it from the memory, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what my therapist says. Anyways, I'm just kidding. No, I, I didn't have one for this. Anyways, um, so we... Uh, so you're boarding. I'm, I'm about to board the plane, and I'm pulled into uh, just a random screening before I actually look, board the plane. As they do, they pull people out at random go through your bag and whatnot, right? Which makes sense. So I, as I, being pulled to the side, they grab my, my check bag, they put it on a scale. Well, that scale is also reading that I am overweight. <laughs> so, okay, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm, I'm gonna lose another pair of pants, which I'm really not happy, I'm not impressed, but it is what it is, I have to get on the plate. So. Needless to say, a pair of pants would only be around a pound and a half worth of weight, and I needed to drop about eight pounds. Mm -hmm. So I had ridiculous things I traveled with. I had lights, and I had um, lava lamps. <laughs> Anybody who knows me, I really love lava lamps. I don't know why. <laughs> so some, you know, as a kid, I never had one. Always wanted one, so I took a couple with me down to Australia, and I actually bought a couple while in Australia to take back to Canada. Because that's what you buy in Australia. Because that's what you buy in Australia, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the motivation right there. So, again, more stuff in the garbage, more stuff in the garbage. I refuse to throw any of my school books as they were very expensive. So, we get sorted. More clothes at Brad's is gone. You know, I just try to take it on the chin and go about it. We board the plane, get my seat. I'm in an aisle seat. Uh... Two strangers to the left of me. There's a row, so the, the plane, now picture this if you will. To the left or right side of the plane, whichever way you, you're looking at it, you've got three chairs, or three seats if you will. You have an aisle. Then you have another five seats with an aisle. And then two seats on the other side of that. So this is a big uh, Airbus, if you will. So I'm not sure exactly the company, but it was one of those... Um, big air buses that they have there. First of all, as far as I'm concerned, nothing that big should be flying in the air, but that's I'm not an aviation expert by any means. So we get going, the flight takes off, we're in the air, everything's fine. Everything's smooth, smooth takeoff. Uh, we're heading over, within about 20 minutes, half an hour into the flight, the, the pilot comes on and says, we might have a few you know, ups and downs, a little bit of turbulence coming up, you know, just keep your your seatbelt on. Um, you know, try not to walk around if you don't necessarily have to. Again, I've done lots of flights, and a little bit of turbulence isn't going to really stir me up too much. So we get going, and we're flying over Fiji. Well, as I'm flying over Fiji, we are actually in the tornado season. So we get flying over... Tornadoes. Basically, 
a tsunami season. There you go. Yeah, storm um, season. I guess. Storm season, if you will. <laughs> Hurricane season. All of the above. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, the worst thing you can imagine for weather-wise. That's where we're about. We're gonna fly over. Mm-hmm. So the, the plane starts going, and you start feeling the turbulence start. Now, from where we're going, um, we are going from Australia with a stopover in New Zealand, and New Zealand to San Francisco. Sorry. No, nope, it's okay. That's a beautiful voice. <laughs> um, so we get where we are on our route now from New Zealand to San Francisco, which is about a 16 and a half hour flight. Um, like I said, so we're about at this point now, we're about an hour into the flight, and the plane starts to really hemorrhage, <laughs> if you will, almost like it's, it's having a fit. So, again, nothing. I'm not sweating too much, a little bit, I'm a little stressed, but nothing, okay, you know, I've, I've asked the stewardess, you know, is this kind of a normal thing? I'm assured absolutely with a very positive face. <laughs> so what do I know? That sounds great. Okay, you know, I can tough this out. Well, as we get going, the another five minutes goes by and the pilot comes on and says, we have a storm up ahead, we're going to try to fly over the storm and or around it. Can you fly over a storm? Around, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess maybe if they get high enough in the air, they may be able to go over Space. top of it. <laughs> That's where it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> so we get we get going, and the plane is only hemorrhaging and convulsing <laughs> and fitting, if you will, even more as we're going. And the pilot now, although he has, he's come on and he says what to kind of you know prepare for, I guess, haven't heard anything now. And now we're another hour, hour and a half into this hemorrhaging and stuff, and I'm starting to bust a sweat. Uh-huh. My back is a little sweaty, my palms are starting to get a bit nervous. You know, the plane is really shaking well. The sun's going down. It's now becoming nighttime. So when you look out of the plane, all you're seeing is a black wall, if you will. There's Could you see no like light. rain and nope. no, just black. Ab- just pitch black okay so comforting is what it's mean. very comforting so now you start doing a realization here okay so let's just slow the stories down for a second the realization to me is i'm in a basically a, an aluminum tin can <laughs> hurtling <laughs> through the air at i don't know 400 and something kilometers an hour at about 43 44,000 feet in the air over ocean. Over ocean. Um, so you're trying not to think about this. <laughs> but even as you're listening right now, you're thinking about this. And you really cannot get out of the reality of where you are, what are you experiencing, what you're feeling. Um, the flight goes on again. And the plane is getting now worse and worse and worse. The plane now has left the comfort of hemorrhaging and now is convulsing <laughs> viciously in the air. Oh. So I'm, you know, uh, trying to hold back the tears in fear. And um, I call over Stuart as I push the little button, as you know, above your thing, you know, bing bong happens. Stuart is almost like a, a drunken walk comes over because the plane again is, is flailing around the air, what it feels like. And uh, she has teary eyes, like watery eyes. 
And she is crouched next to me. I'm gripping for grim death on <laughs> my, um, I guess, uh, arm. arm. Seat? Arm? Yeah. Arm handles? Yeah. Arm rests? There we go. Uh, <laughs> and she crouches down and how can I help you, sir? And she's, her voice is crackling. She is a fearful stewardess, but bless her heart, she came over to see how I was doing. Um, and I say, is this normal to have this happen like this? And in my own terrified, teary-eyed voice, teary voice myself, and uh, she assures me, well, I haven't actually experienced anything like this, but the pilot has assured us that everything will be fine. That didn't help me in at not the least. No. So now we're in this together. I'm looking for a hierarchy. I'm looking for someone to say, you know what, Brad, you're ridiculous. Planes naturally hemorrhage <laughs> like this in the air, and it's nothing to worry about. I wasn't getting that reassurance that I'm going to survive this flight. So I thank her for coming over. <laughs> <laughs> I Thanks for making this one. I hope to see her again <laughs> as she walks Aww. back to her... Um, her quarters where, she, where she's sitting down with a few other stewardess, flight attendants, if you will. Um, the plane now is at full hemorrhaging capacity where now we have the overhead department. The compartments are actually have opened up a couple <laughs> of them and there is now luggage falling oh, down on top no. of people. They fall in the aisles and like a scared child, I am now in full-blown tears. <laughs> My shirt is soaked in fear. Um, oh, no. You know, I can feel the fear of the sweat running down my back <laughs> and chest and stomach. My hands have been gripping these armrests now for probably a good hour and a half to two hours solidly now where I am holding on for dear life. Could you watch it like, a, did you try to watch a movie or anything to get your mind off of things? That, you know, it was a suggestion. Was it like that totally it was, out the window? The, the flight attendant did, you know, try to, she should tell me, why don't you, we have a screen, so on the back of the seat, your longer flights, they tend to have a little few more amenities and things like that. So I have actually my own personal screen that I can watch any movie that I want. So I'm thinking, okay, I need to kind of get my mind off all of this horrificness that's going on here. The problem being is when you focus on something like that, <laughs> I, I get a, a movie started, I really don't know what it was. It might've been a comedy at that point. You can't see the screen properly because it is hemorrhaging with the rest of the plane. So as I'm trying to focus on this, I'm starting to get almost seasick. Oh no. Um, so that's not helping. That's not helping in absolute the least. That's the worst. It's this absolute worst feeling ever. This went on and on and on and on. We had about a solid seven and a half to about eight hours of this 16 hour flight in this seizure if you will in in midair um were other people crying there's people crying um <laughs> there's babies screaming oh no and funny enough i'm i'm looking around all these people the lights are flickering and all this and again at this point we're now we're pushing into three or four hours into this flight and i haven't heard nothing from the pilot I guess, could they have landed something? No, like, no. There was nowhere they could land. So between 
if, if you look at a globe, you pull out a globe for a sec, you can look at uh, New Zealand to San Francisco has this little tiny speck of land, which is called Fiji. <laughs> Fiji um, is very tiny, and we are the, the point of no return on this flight, so we cannot land in Fiji as the storm is over Fiji. So for us to land would actually probably be a step backwards. Oh, shit. So the, the flight continues going, and oh, continues no. going. I thought, you know what? Let me go to the bathroom. <laughs> Let me splash some water on my face. Um, you know, maybe if I get somewhere kind of cozy, if you will, if the bathroom can be that cozy, <laughs> um, I get my head together and maybe the hemorrhaging will stop by the time I get back. So I unclip my seat. <laughs> Uh, I'm clipping my, sorry, my, like a seatbelt, if you will, and I make my trek to the back of the plane where I'm falling in people's laps, um, who are <laughs> also crying sorry. and stressing. Um, you know, I, I actually get to the point where I'm actually crawling to the bathroom because I, I'm worried about actually getting hit by luggage falling out of overhead compartments. Um, I get to the bathroom, I get in there, I close the door, I, I sit down, and it is... Far worse than I could have ever imagined. So now I'm not only in a tin can, hurtling through the air at 400 and something kilometers an hour, but now I've actually trapped myself in an, into a, a smaller tin can, <laughs> which smells of my fear and um, other people's fear. Other people's fear that have probably come in and out of there, and I'm bouncing off the walls as if I'm a you know a pinball or something. <laughs> So this isn't working for Brad. Um, did you get the water on your face? I did get water on my face. Funny <laughs> enough, there was already so much water on my face in fear. I really wasn't sure if it was fresh water or my oh, fear no. just coming out. So <laughs> I got to get back to my seat. So I get out of the bathroom. Uh, I'm back to my seat. The lights are flickering. So picture your worst horror movie you can imagine. <laughs> and times it by 10 because now it's real life. You're, you're in... Like I said, we're about 40. I think at this point, we actually went up to about 47,000 feet. Oh, my God. Um, and that was just information the stewardess said, you know, where the, the pilot is trying <laughs> to go over. <laughs> and I, this isn't helping me at all. I figured, you know, we should be going down. We should be getting closer to the ground. And I think that that way, if something does happen, you know, maybe we have a, a higher chance <laughs> of surviving this whole ordeal. Anyways, that didn't happen. So I get back in my seat. And I'm stressing, I grab onto my, my armrest again for dear life. My, my fingertips are bruised <laughs> from how hard, it's amazing how hard you can actually hold on to something when you really need to. <laughs> so I'll never forget looking over to, um, he was a, a very large set Samoan man. And he was sitting the aisle over from me and one back. And this man has slept basically the entire time, other than as I was returning back from the bathroom, I fall onto his lap. Okay. Uh, waking him up, very nice guy, no problem. I sit down. He sees the fear and, and the, tears. the tears and the, the grim, you know, <laughs> the tight grip I have on my, my armrest here. And looks over and says, what are you stressed about? <laughs> You have nothing to worry about. This man was shaking himself, just viciously himself. He was about, I would say, he's pushing about 400 pounds. <laughs> and 
Like Jello back in Just Jello, and <laughs> oh shit! Not there's anything wrong with that. That's that, that's okay. But as cool people, as cool as a cucumber. <laughs> like this is a total normal thing. Planes he's, do this all the time. He's done it five times. Already. He's done it already. He's been there, done it. There's really nothing to worry about. <laughs> So this is not helping me at all. The fact that he is that cool and calm makes me think that maybe he's come to terms with death. <laughs> and I'm not. You know, I'm a young guy. I'm in my 20s. Um, I don't want to die yet. You know, um, or ever, really. I mean, guess for that matter. <laughs> so this flight goes on for a solid, like I said, we had a bliss turbulence now for a solid about seven and a half hours of this time. And only at that point... Do we get out of the storm and the plane starts to somewhat relax? <laughs> now picture this for a second. There's tears on everybody's faces besides my Samoan friend next to me. <laughs> There's luggage in the aisles you're stepping over. Um, the lights have st started to slow down the flickeriness of Almost like if you're in a, a horrible club <laughs> that you just want to get out of because the strobe lights are... are you know, giving you a headache. We get over the storm or out of the storm, wherever we're going, and we get into, we start, we're about three or four hours out of San Francisco. So we get, we, we're flying in there. Everybody's holding on to this seat. Everybody is on complete edge. So the stewardess are now coming around. They're putting luggage back in the overhead compartments. They're... Now starting to make an appearance around people to assure them, okay, the worst of it's done. They're, you know, everything is fine. They're, like I said, they're kind of cleaning up the mess that is, has gone on. Probably about, like I said, we're, we're about 15, 20 minutes now out of San Francisco. And the, the sun is starting to come up. And people are starting to look around at each other like... We're, we might actually survive this. Like, we might actually make it to, to dry land here. We might actually land this plane and be able to see and talk about this story another day. We start our descent. The, the pilot now finally comes on. We're making our descent. Uh, we will be landing in a shortly 15 to 20 minutes. Thank you for all your support. And uh, we will, you know... Make sure your uh, your seatbelts are on and, and yada yada. My seatbelt was on so tight, it bruised my hips from me bouncing in my seat. Again, like I was having my own personal freak out in the plane. I was just more or less just kind of being a part of the plane itself. We, we finally land into San Francisco. The plane touches down. Again, everybody's on edge like this. Something has to happen here. The plane finally comes to a stop. We get to the terminal, and like a World Series game, everybody <laughs> is cheering. I'm kissing babies. I'm hugging people I've never known in my life. We're praying to everything above us that you possibly can that we finally made this flight. Oh, shit. We we get to our terminal, like I said, we, we gather our items, we get out of the terminal, and now I'm in San Francisco uh, Airport. Beautiful airport. If, you, if you've ever been, never been, want to go, 
Fabulous. Absolutely amazing airport. So now my day is not done. I, <laughs> I still have another about eight hour, eight, nine hour flight from San Francisco to Toronto. And I'm thinking, I, I don't know if I can do that again. I know. I actually remember getting a message from you that said um, you touched on San Francisco and you were thinking of starting a life there. This, yes. And <laughs> very, you know, flying to San Francisco is a beautiful city. And I thought, you know what? I can give a go at this. There's no need for me to get back on a plane. After that, there's really no need to ever get back on a plane again, really, for that matter. Um, so I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and I'm really like people i'm really seriously contemplating of not getting back on this flight and either busing at home which would have taken days um, or literally find a hotel and you know maybe get a resume together and, and go about the visas and, and all the immigration process i would need to do so i hear my um my group i think i was uh I think I was grouped four or five, if I'm not mistaken, to board the plane. And I sit there, and I hear group six, and I hear group seven, and I think it might have been group eight at that time. And I still am not boarding this plane. I'm still sitting there. The lineup is now starting to get a lot smaller, and they're doing last calls for flights to Toronto. Again, I'm sitting there. I'm holding on to my seat in the airport <laughs> with grim death because I am in panic fear that I'm going to go through this for another, you know, seven hours or so. So finally, I hear last call. I suck it up. I say, I got to get home. I got to get home. And uh, never get on plane. And maybe just never get on a plane again now <laughs> if I survive this next stint of my trip. I've come this far. And you know, you just, when you get to a point where you've, you've gone through so much, you really want to see it out to the end. And even if you don't aren't survive about it, I thought, you know, it'll be a really great story for, you know, people to tell, um, you know, my mom to tell her friends, you know, what happened to her son and things like this. You made it through a tsunami, but... Yeah, made it through a tsunami, but uh, can't make it home from, from San Francisco. So I board the plane. I'm the last one to board. I get to my seat. I sit down. And we get started on this flight. Now, the flight from San Francisco to Toronto was pretty much uh, as smooth as smooth can be until we get to about over the Great Lakes. Oh, um, yeah, more, that was bad. It, it was a little bit more rocky. So now, every tiny little <laughs> hemorrhage or any tiny little turbulence, if you will, I'm grabbing onto the seat. Again, my fingers are so sore. My fingertips are bruised. Um, my shirt is still wet from from my previous flight of fear. Again, like I've said, and we get over the, and minimal, very very minimal turbulence really over the Great Lakes compared to what I had just come out of. Again, you know, I I'm, I look like a just a, a totally out of place, terrified flyer. I have. <laughs> Stewart is coming over. I'm telling them the story okay? of what just happened. And they're assuring me, oh, love, this is just a bit of turbulence. And I'm looking up with this glare like, I've heard this before. <laughs> you know, when is the, when's the full-on seizure of this plane going to really shake things up? Yeah. And, you know, it never came. And 
We finally land in Toronto, and I, I gotta say, it was, it was a few months before I got back on a plane, and it was only my now current wife <laughs> who said, you know, when I when I landed and uh, go on vacation. we started, yeah, she wants to go on vacation. So I'm thinking, you know what? Let's go to the Muskokas. <laughs> you know, let's go camping. And <laughs> and then we're down the road by car. Yeah, and of course this is winter time now back home, so I'd rather go camping in the winter time than get back on a plane. To be honest with you, and I'm if you know me, I absolutely hate the cold. Uh, yeah, the only thing I really like cold is uh, I guess a cold beer, <laughs> if you will. So, anyways. Um, that was a flight that even to this day there is not. I you can't say there's not a. Flying. I hate flying. Yeah, you're you're bad now. Well, well I should. You can I have better, gotten better. But uh, these are stories for another time of us trying to go through airports and immigration and stuff because those are hilarious on their own. But uh, you've gotten better. I but I will better. still say the moment that plane hits any turbulence, <laughs> you just. I grip onto the armrests. Like, oh no. I think if I ever went, were able to go back onto that same seat and plane that I had taken <laughs> from, like there would be an imprint of my hands gripping into that um, aerospace steel that they make all these planes out of that are, are super strong and, and durable. Um, so, yeah, you know, don't be afraid of flying. Be afraid when. You are flying if you need to, but I've always encouraged people, and even with that story, I've since done uh, a ton of yeah, trips and yeah. traveling and things like that, and never have I ever gone through anything like that. I don't ever want anybody to not travel or um, really go out there and experience things. You know, it's great being alive. I love being alive. And after going through that experience, I can honestly say I really appreciate life a lot, a lot more, I must say. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... We, I've known some people that come from Australia. Your friend Sammy came home a little later after you, and yeah. she had no problem. We nope. haven't really... Minus... I mean, we've done a lot shorter flights. That was... A cr we've never been in the air together that long. No. Um, and but how many people fly a day? Like, that is such a fluke. It was It was a really <laughs> fun thing. And, and of course, I'm you know... I'm sorry that it happened to you. One of my, my, my wife's bucket list places oh, yeah. she wants to go to is Australia. And Bali. And Bali and, and all these places, Thailand. which are even further and probably more stressful I could t ever handle. But I will one day, mark my words... Uh, I will get on a flight that is more than four or five hours again at some point in my life. And, you know, hopefully I don't have to do a podcast about a horrible experience. Maybe it'll be more of a positive, That's cheery, fun-loving experience. Uh, so, yeah, so enjoy yourselves. Don't think, uh, don't worry about flying. Maybe just don't fly from, you know, say New Zealand to San Francisco. Um, I'm just going to put this out there because now that you've said you would do this trip at some point again in your life, um, people, if you can email us, comment us, shout out to us, um, let's do a world war, world wide, wide tour there. There you go. There you go. You I like that. And we'll, we'll document everything as we go next time. But yeah, feel free. Any, if you're afraid, afraid of flying, afraid of flying. There you go. Um, where you have any questions <laughs> or anything, like shoot out, send us a message, 
Let us know what you think. Also, no, we have had good experiences. We've had fantastic experiences. That's just about that. Out of the probably, (laughs) you've just had the one. Ten to fifteen flights I've been on, uh, I would say that was by far the worst. A majority of my flights have been actually fantastic and and worry-free. That being said, our flights have been good. However, stay tuned for some podcasts on the road about our stories of immigration and yep. checkpoints because that is a whole other different story you and you'll need to stay tuned for that one so everybody have a great night day afternoon and uh wherever you are enjoy yourself enjoy life i survived you will too <laughs> uh so cheers huh? cheers, cheers thank you everybody look forward to talking with you again stay tuned for the next podcast bye now bye